0: Hi, this is Gina from CG2Go, journaling my way through nature and life and sharing it with you on a podcast. So today we are or I'm starting my walk here in Davis. I I have been quite unhappy at the apartment building we are living at, and it's a low-income housing unit that we've been in for almost about two years. It's a very stifling and uncomfortable environment. Um, We have no access to really any grass and walkways, although I've been spending a lot of time outside doing a lot of walking. But overall, it's just not been a pleasant experience. Um... I don't know if because it's a low-income housing, they do inspections, but we have literally had one inspection a month for the last seven months, which just creates all sorts and, and levels of anxiety. So yesterday, I applied at the Wall, which is the Warehouse Artist Lofts in Sacramento, where I have seen for quite a while, I've been aware that those apartments existed, I've driven by them, I may have even printed out an application before, but for one reason or another, I end up getting nervous, I end up getting um, scared that it's not going to work out, getting afraid to get my hopes up, not sure if it's what I should be spending my time on, pursuing or if I should be spending my time doing other things but realizing that we just can't spend too much time actually staying in the unit where we are that I decided to go ahead and fill out an application and even then you know I took my time with that last I get this strange mixed feelings of like I want to be excited I want to put my heart into it But I've had my heart broken so many times, even after I have invested so much into it that I'm really, really scared and find it a difficult hurdle to overcome. Like, how many times do I push this dead elephant up the hill? It's just the only way that I can really describe it. It's a difficult situation to be in. So here I was... Once again, faced with that scenario of, you know, am I going to fill out all of this? And if I do, what's going to come of it? And is it actually going to pan out for me? But I did, over a slow amount of time, get the paperwork actually completed. And part of that application involved a questionnaire on my artist background which I was pleased that I have my podcast in production because that helps me add that to my, my resume. But any of my writing is pretty extensive, and there's no, no getting around that that truly is not only who I am, but the avenue that I, I want to pursue. I also was, when it came to that moment of actually submitting a piece of art, I again got that strange feeling of what is it exactly that I want to share and how much work or time or energy do I want to actually put in proving something to someone who may, may turn me down anyway. But I did actually grab one of my uh, learning modules that I have written that is um, help teaching how to love yourself through the use of music. So I went ahead and I already had that printed out. There was a part of me that was saying to myself, maybe I should write this again. Maybe I should make it look better. Maybe I shouldn't have any handwritten notes on it. You know, like all of these things that trying to talk me out of it. When I turned it in, I was almost thinking to myself that this isn't good enough like I'm purposely picking something that isn't going to impress them and then there's another part of me that no like this honestly is my true work and there was also a part in the beginning of that module that's written that I talk about uh, self-harming and I was afraid oh my gosh they're gonna judge the fact that I used to self-harm so there's all these dichotomies between wanting to be honest and truthful about who I am and being terrified of being seen for who I truly am and having such a strong desire to live in a space where I can be honest with others and myself, yet terrified of the judgment or the scorn or that they're going to turn me away because of it. But on a small scale, I also realized that this time if they turn me away for my art, at least I know they're turning me away, honestly, like I've been honest to myself, I haven't tried to hide myself in the face of others. So when I was at that I turned in my application at the wall yesterday, and it was so exciting to be downtown Sacramento in the little hub area. I took a tour of the building. It was far more beautiful than I had expected it to be, all concrete and steel with artwork everywhere. There was even a column with... Uh, wrapped in crochet with crochet butterflies and a crochet turtle on it. Like, oh my gosh, it's the apartment I'm in, we aren't even allowed to hang things on our wall or tie things to our railings. Like, it doesn't feel like it's my house at all. I'm paying rent so other people can invade my privacy and demand paperwork all the time. It's such an uncomfortable place to be. So while I was talking to the girl there she suggested that there's another low-income housing that is just opening and it's here in Davis and it's part of a new community where I guess it's like farm to table or farm to fork or something along that lines anyway a farm is involved in the community which of course is another one of my passions we all know I love farming organic farming it's something I've taught children from the early 80s I've Every school I've been at, I've always had a garden and used it as a, a way to teach children. And it is also the reason that I moved up to Placerville was to live on my own land and have an organic farm, which never happened. But that's the book. you got to read the book. If, if I finish writing it, you'll be able to do that. Um, so hearing about this was a community built around farming it of course really excites me so I am here I just turned in my application to be here I am at the bottom of the stack of the lottery to be able to get into a complex because I do not currently live or work in Davis or Yolo County. I am not a senior citizen, nor am I disabled, nor do I have a full-time student who is enrolled in this county. I think those were all the things, living, working. Um, So I nonetheless turned in my application and... The girl who, ironically, is from East Los Angeles—woohoo! One of my home girls. Um, I'm also from Los Angeles, so that was kind of fun. I um, could even tell as I was listening to her her voice on the recorder; like it gave me such a feeling of comfort to hear her L.A. accent. And, you know, kind of even when I first listened to the recording when I called the office, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, finally somebody that's seen. I don't know how to explain it. The generic white bread um, environment that it can often feel up here in Northern California. I always miss the diversity of Southern California. And so that's kind of exciting to know that the Girl who is the manager here at the apartment complex is a, a friend from LA. Not a friend yet, but I could tell we clicked really well, and that was nice. And although it has absolutely nothing to do with how the lottery works, um, it's just nice to know that if we do end up moving here, that already I feel comfortable with the manager. She seems a very, very sweet. I want to say young lady. She did seem quite young, maybe in her 20s, but very articulate, very well-spoken. She explained everything really well about how the lottery would work, how the income ratios would work. She also said that we wouldn't be able to be put on the list for the three-bedroom because we, our income was too low to be able to meet the ratios of that. So this is a truly truly complicated thing, this getting into a low-income housing. It's all of these variables that anybody who is in a low-income situation, even to be able to have access, say, to the printer, to a computer, to copies of bank statements, even I who have been moving around for the last couple of years it's hard to carry all of these things around with you there are times where it's been I've been left in tears and given up at least for the moment sometimes for the day sometimes for the week sometimes for the month sometimes for a couple of months to find the strength to wrap my head around again that I'm in this difficult situation and I've got to to keep moving forward. And such simple things as being able to access all of this information to fill out an application, to be able to turn it in. If people are in a low-income situation, they are rarely in a stable environment. And I just don't see how people can move out of um, poverty into stability because there's so few opportunities. So once again, I was lucky because I had the, uh, the printer um, from the homeschool that we are enrolled in uh, allowed me access to a printer and computer. So I was actually allowed to um, use that to fill out the paperwork. So my car's running, I was able to put new tires on it last month which was my $200 a month that I have to put gas in and pay incidentals uh, all went to tires last month so I f- was really strapped financially getting through last month but again I was lucky enough that I had all of those things in order that I was even able to show up here at this housing unit and apply. So luckily, I had my ID, I had uh, all the forms in order, and my application will now be put in the lottery. So I'm standing outside of the building. One of the features about this, which is a, a feature of community housing, which I'm Already, really quite familiar with. I've looked at community housing developments down in Southern California. There's a couple really good documentaries on community housing, the ideas and the philosophy about building houses on a smaller footprint, but creating a larger community space and community interaction footprint between the communities. And one of the things I particularly like about this so far that I've seen here in Davis is that it's a mixed income community. So the low income housing is only one portion of it and it has all of the same rights and access as does the rest of the community because that is very rare. A lot of the low income housing is isolated from other areas and other access which really plays an emotional toll on a human being um, being in a um, situation where they aren't in a position to earn money. So I'm going to walk around a little bit now that i think that I've filled in pretty much about the background and the history of why I'm actually here today at and I believe the name of the development is the cannery so right now I am actually at the corner of cannery and Jacobson Road which is where the Bartlett Commons is the name of the complex that is the low-income housing here in the cannery I'm also standing under a big beautiful oak tree um, which there is a small bench underneath which is a sweet thing to see it's nice to see this invitation of people to linger in outdoor areas which overall is a very nice and attractive thing about Davis is that Overall, they tend to want to open up their spaces to everybody um, from homeless to bazillionaires, I think. We'll see. This is a real test of the community right here. But I can see right now that there's a, there's a concrete walkway, and I had seen on one of the maps that there's a concrete walkway that goes around the entire complex But instead of walking around the concrete walkway, I'm actually going to head either down the middle of the road or into the uh, weed-overgrown sidewalk that's actually going towards some of the other housing community. I can see from here and from some of the things I've seen online, there is a condominium complex. And there are single-family homes as, as well. So maybe I'll even get to go into some of the single-family homes. If some of the, what are they called, model homes? Some of the model homes are open. I may be able to to go into those. So I want to describe a little bit about the architecture of the Bartlett Commons. It's a really beautiful colors that they've picked out in seafoam, blues are very dark regal royal blue with a panel in between of a, a contrasting lighter blue and they have a very modern like angled roof line it's a flat roof with a slight angles and each building has slightly different architecture and height I want to say in but in a fairly like kind of modern straight line um series of squares and and rectangles that are kind of layered on top of each other. The side that I'm looking at, I don't actually see any balconies, so I'm not sure if that's something that they're going to be offering as any any outdoor spaces. But I'm hoping that because they are touting themselves as a farming community that perhaps people might be able to plant flowers around the building rather than, oh, those are maintained by our gardeners. You're not allowed to touch it. Alright, so we have a blue building, we have another a green building, a moss green and gray, the long straight lines, the angled roofs that are trimmed in metal. So it's a really beautiful complex and it feels very, like, inclusive as far as the low income and high income. Some construction right there of the hard-working young men who are probably not being paid a lot of money to be out here in the heat and work in the dirt and move things around. I can see an open area in between that makes me curious. I wonder how they're going to handle parking and garages and things like that. There's a lot of um, large construction machines still sitting around this area. The lot directly to my left is completely empty, and then the lot to the right, which is the the Bartlett uh, Commons, is just about finished. They're planning on being open in the next couple of weeks. Some of the interiors are already complete. The manager showed me some pictures of it. So they aren't too far off. Now the architecture of the... What did I call them? We had condominiums here to the left. I can see a back alleyway with a garage. I actually want to walk around to the other side, but maybe I can walk through the alley first. It's quite another hot day out here so it it appears that the way that the condominiums are set up is there's an access in the rear to the garages on both sides of the building which is really nice to have a place to just drive in underneath your own complex it reminds me of the carriage houses in england that have kind of been converted and then the front of the building is it looks like it's a faux metal almost over, or the door. We have a red door with glass panes. It's a very mix between industrial and kind of a farm the slats of a farmhouse so it's like they're trying to bring these both now right here in between the two condos is a common walkway with um, facing balconies facing patio areas with trees little lanterns at each doorway so it looks like if you have guests over they would enter through the front there and this common area whereas as the people who are living there would enter through the back. It's quite enchanting and looks very uh, European and there's a variety of colors and grays and greens and and reds adding that kind of just every once in a while bit of color to just make everything pop. So I'm going to walk down this alleyway here. I start feeling a little self-conscious when I'm Getting around people. There's Homer, home or homeowner occupied signs by the garages back here. Also, an interesting thing is these are condominiums. There's a differentiated fascia at each unit, so even though it's the the backside you can see the difference, like, oh, they've got a Stecco and they've got slats, and they've got Stecco and they've got slats. So it even, the back is broken up by some pretty distinct and unique architecture. Nice Maserati with a matte finish on that car. Looks quite pretty. <laughs> One of the garages is, o- is open. So I've walked through... The alleyway, and am on the other side. And again, there's sidewalks around every single complex that that is here. And and I'm walking across the street from the complex. And there's a few empty lots. And it seemed to me that when I was looking on the maps this morning, there was something about these are going to be like community garden areas so I'm gonna walk then there's actually a sidewalk the lots right now are completely empty and they're being used by the construction people so there's piles of dirt piles of wood and everything is just you know dead weeds what are those pallets called there's pallets packs of pallets here (laughs) right through the field is this lovely sidewalk road with lined road i don't know hey i think i just made up a word lined with grass mexican feather grass and um one of my favorite trees so i shouldn't think of it right now crepe myrtles beautiful deep red crepe myrtles which are my favorite ones and then in the middle of all of this now is a landscaped area here's a nice little covered bench area we've got some grapevines growing up so it's looked like they're designed this to be a usable parkland area very sweet architecture there's little paths into the landscape garden areas which are lined right now on either side by fields. And it says, coming soon, future city of Davis Park. Oh, I see. Okay, now looking back um, towards the other direction, I can see quite a large children's play area. It looks like there's water fountains, bathrooms. a few covered table areas over there. But the way that I'm walking is the other way. Oh, and there's a park on the side too. So these are all big park areas. This part right here is a parkland, but it's also landscaped. I think this is some yarrow here, some Mexican feather grass. And then there's little um, decomposed granite pathways going in the middle of all of, of this here. So kind of inviting people to walk in and stroll around. There's benches here, which is really nice. So it's kind of interesting to see because it's not all completely done. There's portions of things that are already very complete and then there's portions of things that are still the dry, vacant lot. Now on this side, across the vacant lot, it says here, coming soon, single-story homes. So again, I'm going to try to see if I can find some places to, to walk in. Um, once I walk across the the park here, so I'm still walking on a pretty wide concrete uh, area. I can see that this would be a fun place to hang out. I, I'm wondering if they're going to let people ride their bikes. Oh my gosh, which is another thing that's prohibited in a lot of park areas. Blows my mind. Now this is a really interesting area. I could see it coming up, but I thought I'd wait till I actually got here. These are aluminum raised beds. And I'm assuming that they're um, planters for... Some one of their community garden projects, and I don't see anybody uh, actually having anything planted. But it's it's really interesting. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen um, raised beds. Some of them are round. Some of them are oval. There are benches here to sit by them. There's tables in the middle and there are pipes sticking up from the middle which I assume people will be able to hook up their own watering to to these and, and water so there all just sitting here empty right now, waiting for uh, them to be used. In a couple of them, there are also little um, bee houses. Is that what those things are? Where you do the little. I think that they are, but I'm not sure. They have like little um, bamboo uh, pushed into them. They look like bird houses, but they have bamboo pushed into them. And if I remember right, I seem to think that it has something to do with bees. So that's interesting. There's another one of those garden knee plots on the other side of this, this area. So, again, I've I have only heard kind of some minimalist talk about how it's going to be used and that you know, people are going to be able to garden here. So, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Now, I'm on the grass, big grassway in front of a park. And this park area in itself is actually very interesting because, one, we've got a big enough room here for a couple soccer fields. And then the play area itself is actually covered by layered roofs what, covered with solar panels. So I guess, regardless of the season, you would be able to at least come and spend some time outdoors in the park area, although, Davis. Does not get weather, so I know that that 's not a huge concern. The housing styles that I can see now i 'm more up into the one story um one, one story the single homes, just a little bit past where the condominiums are but there 's a bunch of single homes here, which again are all built in the community housing style they 're all extremely close together they have very little uh, either front or back gardens but the architecture is pretty cute they've blended a couple different styles uh, ones like a you know a Spanish roof with some archways um, some are some farm style uh, some are some gabled stuccos and some are the angled modern industrial so they're all kind of intermixed in between each other and they all just kind of borrow a little bit from their neighbor like there's shutters on them or there's little awnings over the the windows to kind of give it all a uniformity and individuality so Mr. Pine and his purple house would be very pleased with the styles here and I can see There are really some quite large homes as we get further and further on this side. So I see a sign here that says Harvest Park. Can you hear me walking through the grass? And every once in a while you hear the hammering of workers over here and I'm just getting to that covered area I was talking about. And this is pretty darn adorable. There's built-in concrete cornholes underneath this roof. There's uh, ping-pong, concrete ping-pong tables with permanent um, nets. It's just like metal grating, but they look like it would be really hard to hurt them. There's... Um, bike parking all the way around there's picnic tables there's benches and really high gabled roof it looks like it probably goes up about 30 feet but again kind of that grabbing from the the barn style of the gabled and and layered roof and this side oh this side which I thought was a uh, Tot Park is actually a fitness zone, so it has on the ground that rubber matting, and there's about 20 machines like one would find inside of a gym to actually work out the fitness zone at the cannery. This is pretty cool. I want to move here very much now no matter what right in the low-income housing world. maybe if everybody in the world bought the book that I have not yet published I would have enough money to be able to pay for it all on my own but in the meantime I'm so appreciative that somebody saw fit in some way to include a low-income housing even though it's a really really difficult thing to get into there's still a possibility that I might be able to qualify for it so I've walked past the covered roofs I'm back on concrete walkway again and another parkway which is I like this and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because they've actually incorporated hills into the landscape of the park which is unusual usually parks are pretty flat unless they have to have a hill. So that looks like a fun place for toddlers to roll down. And this is a bark-floored climbing area, has one of those big spiderweb jungle gyms in the middle. It's kind of made out got a bunch of bungee cords all put together. And there's a little fenced tot lot, a couple swings, one of those little, I don't even know what you call it, it's just an angular circle. I think it might actually move, too. Yeah, it does. I was going to say carousel, but that's not the right word. This is interesting. It's got, in the tot lot, in the fenced tot lot, one of the things that's in there is a climbing wall, but it looks like it would be as hot as anything. I kind of want to walk in there and see if it is. So I'm going to go in the tot lot. So there's this kind of wave-formed thing that has little, it's a little tiny climbing wall for little little ones. It's not burning hot. It's made out of plastic, even though it's gray. It's kind of cute. It's got a little miniature spiral, which I wouldn't think is safe for children, but okay. I didn't design it. They did, but that wasn't a good design for little ones. They don't quite know what... You have little ones it does doesn't mean that they can have miniature things for big people those weren't some very good choices they should have put a few little tunnels in there and maybe they could climb around on the outside this is interesting this is the second pair of glasses I've seen walking around today hmm. I could wear these glasses all right and I'm I'm continuing on walking through This park, which is in the dead center of this entire community. So, all of the houses surround this park, this center area. What I see coming up ahead of me now, uh, across the grass, is a couple barbecue areas, but there's also a large swimming pool, which is for residents only, which, again, I believe, regardless of your income status this is still accessible to everybody that lives in the complex so here's some music it's a couple people laying out by the pool already hanging out and enjoying it huh? There's also a little fix-it station here, which is kind of nice, with a pump for a bike and all sorts of tools that are kept on cables that you might be able to fix your bike if you found yourself here and were unable to get back home because you had a problem with your bike. That's really neat. Even the effort of making it look like it's community supportive is very exciting. So some young kids splashing around at the pool here. People are already living in the community, obviously, even though some of it is still under construction. It's been built in phases, and I believe that the low-income housing is one of the last phases. So I'm here at Strawberry Terrace, walking around. This time, instead of walking in the middle, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood here. The houses themselves are built in this community housing style, which means that they have front porches, so people can sit out front and meet their neighbors. And the sidewalks are close to the house rather than far out by the road. The front gardens are very small, so people are encouraged to be in a position to actually interact with other people, which is a really nice aspect of community housing. So on this side, we have a farmhouse porch. This where we have a more adobe style with a couple of arches in the front. The porch is incorporated into the facade of the house. There actually are not any houses without porches and as soon as I said that look here's one right here this one's smaller but it isn't actually smaller it looks smaller in the one angle as I came around these are probably I was gonna say 3,000 but then I just looked in the backyard these might be four or 5,000 4,000 5,000-square-foot houses, they're pretty darn big. (laughs) They look small at the front, but they keep going and going in the back. And I would love to go in some of the model homes, and I do not see any model homes. I do see a sales office. That's not quite the same as model homes. And I did also notice that there was a couple of different builders here so they aren't all the same house but very similar. To be honest with you, I have to admit I absolutely thought that there would be people would be growing fruits and vegetables in their front yard. So I'm I am going to pop into the sales office and see if I might be able to go into some of these homes. These it does say resident one and residence two, so there is some actual model homes there. And then on the outline around the complex is actually farmland. And you can see that this sidewalk that is supposed to go around the complex is over here on this side too. So this is a Tilton home. Got a little sign waver out there, what? Did not call that. I just want to take a look at your model homes. I'm applying over at the Bartlett Commons. And oh, okay. so I was just kind of walking around. I said, okay, if I go into the models. Yeah, yeah.